Simplified Chaos, episode 194. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to help you lead a more intentional life. This is Simplified Chaos. everyone. Welcome to Simplify Chaos. This is Jillian, one of your hosts, and I'm with Nicholas, co-host and partner in crime. <laughs> I said your name. <laughs> What's going on, folks? <laughs> Hope you all are having an amazing week. We have got another great episode here for you today. We're going to continue with our evolution or our evolving series. Jilly, what are we going to evolve on today? We're going to talk about money, 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 money. Yeah. Some of my favorite topics, budgeting and finances. And they have certainly evolved since we have really talked about them last. So we will recap the episodes that we're going down memory lane on and talk to you a little bit more about how our finances and budgeting have evolved. So stay tuned for that. But before we dive into that, let's go ahead and show a little gratitude. Jilly, what are you grateful for this week? I am just grateful for the life we have. <laughs> I did a little... I mean, that's a really <laughs> good thing to be grateful for. Yeah. I'm glad I... you're grateful for it. <laughs> I did a little post today on Simplified.Chaos on Instagram, and I just had this deep reflection of um, yesterday in particular, but today really like um, just the time and space that I'm able to have with Lucille and... The time I feel like is unrushed and we can savor moments and quote unquote be bored and have conversations about random things and things that pop into our head like on the drive to places doing various life things errands and I it may not seem like that magical on the outside like just doing life together but Fuck, it feels so good to have that space and time with her and just to see how much she is learning and growing and just being together and just, you know, doing life as I call it, you know, yeah. and it just more and more secures the decision that we've made for the season of just like unschooling and following that path of just, you know, doing life and then just also being a guide for Lucille and seeing what comes up for her and what interest she has, like, to give you an example, today after dinner, you know, you went for your little walk after dinner and Lucille was like in the zone just drawing. <laughs> and she came up to me when I was on the couch. I like, since she was in the zone, I was going to let her be. And I got one of my, I got my book and I was about to start reading it. And she comes over and shows me what she was working on. And she shows me this picture and she's like, this is me and this is you mama. And she's like, and I'm going to ballet class. And I have my little ballet bag and I brought my tiara and then I'm looking at Lucille and I'm like, Lucille, like, do you want to take a ballet class? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, can we look things up now? And I'm like, sure. So I got my phone out and we're researching different ballet um, places in the area and we're looking at pictures and videos and I'm like, is this something that you'd be interested in doing? And she's like, yeah. So it's, it's so cool that I feel like I don't have to schedule all the things to keep my child busy and like interacting with 
you know, all the social gatherings. Like I feel like there's this pressure for parents to do so. It's like, it just comes in those moments, those in-between moments of just like downtime. And now I I have two places that I'm looking at and we're going to go check them out. And it's kind of cool to that it just came from me asking about a picture she drew. Like she's just dreaming about life in pictures. And mm-hmm. it's like how I journal about my dreams and write intentions down. It's just different in her world. And yeah, it's it's just a beautiful thing that we have. And it's it's quite a gift that we've worked really hard to get here. And I'm just I'm just in all of it in all of it still. So Yeah. No, it's we, we had a good conversation about just all the things that Lucille's been doing last night before bed and it's just it's fun to reflect on those things. But she showed me the the pictures that she drew and told me that, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take ballet. And that kind of ties into a little bit what we're gonna be talking about later because we've been doing some budgeting and saving for Lucille yeah. for these types of things. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. But this week I am grateful for my brother's years of experience as a power lifter. Yeah. I know where this is going. You do. (laughs) So I had an epiphany two weeks ago when I was in the sauna. We have a gym membership and we're really only using it for the sauna because the gym membership is $25 a month and we have access to a sauna, which we were renting a sauna for like $35 a session. I was like, that's got to (laughs) stop. So I'm sitting in there and I'm like, man, I'm 41 years old. I wasted my prime years not putting on any muscle. I'm a little (laughs) lanky guy right now. But I want to make sure that my joints are supported when I'm older. And this is what I'm kind of constantly thinking about with all the crazy dietary things that I've been doing and, and all the other stuff. So I was just like, I really just need to get into it. So my brother was a power lifter for a long time confided in him found a workout program it's called the boring workout but it's boring (laughs) because it's super easy and it's been proven to put on a lot of muscle and it's really four lifts and then you can do some auxiliary work outside of it but it's you you exhaust yourselves on those four lifts it's uh overhead press bench press squats and deadlifts and essentially you're doing five three and one reps of those things but then you're after you're doing that you go ahead and do five sets of 10 so like you're basically doing eight sets during this this workout Mm. it's crazy so i'm excited no i'm not i'm not i i I did the shoulders the other day which is probably my least favorite one Mm. and i've got the other ones and i'm just like this week is practice week just kind of seeing where i'm at so next week i gotta kind of have to figure out what my max is so I have to get somebody at the gym to to spot me, and a lot of these people are like physical therapy patients, so I'm not sure how that's going to work out. There is other. People I know. I'm 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 teasing. <laughs> Excuse me, yes. Fred, who's yeah. 88. You mind yeah. spotting me over here? <laughs> Fred's probably jacked. He can probably kick my ass. <laughs> he probably is. Oh my goodness, but yeah, he's a uh, he's somebody I can lean on for that kind of stuff, and so I'm appreciative of his younger brother advice for me, <laughs> and um, I'm really looking forward to getting jacked putting on some muscle i'm excited to watch the transformation (laughs) and just embrace that as well (laughs) yeah yeah so anyways we're going to talk a little bit today about finances and budgeting and the episodes that we are going to reference I'll, i'll start with this and then jill we can do a little intro on on where we were at that time but episode four 
So one of our very earliest episodes was on budgeting, and that was out on January 14th, 2019. And then fast forward to July 22nd, 2020, we have episode number 82, which is called The Financial Fortune Cookie. Yes, a fortune cookie spurred an episode, and it was about finances. And you're going to have to listen to that episode if you want to find out what was on that fortune cookie. That was a good one. It was an awesome episode. It was so fun. (laughs) And like I said, finances and budgeting is just something I like talking about. I actually really enjoy sitting down and crunching the numbers. And I, I try to do it a couple times a month just to see where we're at. But yeah, what about you, Jilly? Are you excited about this? Yeah, I, I you know, honestly, I didn't think about all the changes that have happened, but there's been some pretty dramatic changes. I guess just because everything just kind of happened so seamlessly, but there was a lot of micro changes and pivots underneath of it all. So, sure. um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to talk about the nuances of it and just how it's it's changed from back then. So let's go magically whisked away to July 2020 when we really were kind of at the peak of where we were at um, in our house. So you and I were both working. You know, you were a teacher. I was doing my job in marketing. We also had a co-living situation. Your sister and our brother-in-law were living with us. So we were collecting some rent. Yeah. And... Other than that, you know, that was kind of where we were income wise. You and I were both investing in retirement. You know, we have, we both had Roth IRAs that we were contributing to. We had whole life insurance we were contributing to. We were also contributing to some municipal bonds for for some short term savings. So like we had like the full picture going on. We were working with our financial advisor, um, you know, and, and we had a lot of things that we were very much passionate about that, you know, we invested in like travel and, and the house that we still do now, but I think it just looks a lot differently. And we didn't have any debt. We were, I think at that point, the only debt we had was the house. The mortgage, correct. Yeah. And I think that is still similar today. Like that is the only debt accurate. we have is the house. We paid off both of our cars we paid off credit cards, you paid off your student loans years prior. And we also discovered Dave Ramsey around that time yeah. and his seven baby steps. And that was really helpful to kind of get us started on like, you know, what step was first. And um, there was a quote I found on his it just that just still I think applies so much to today and why we feel very financially comfortable and supported is that Zero debt leads you faster into wealth than anything else you can do with money. That's so true. Oh my God. Like the amount of stress that that takes off of your life and brings so much more ease in making financial decisions is like phenomenal. And I feel like that's something if people are struggling with, it's like you put that quote up somewhere in your house and you look at it every damn day just to make those baby steps to, and he has the steps to like help you pay off debt and you know the next step based on your financial situation i know there's a lot of gray amongst that Mm -hmm. but it's a great roadmap if you're like where do i start and you know what what do i do next um so yeah i thought and i also think then we had changed the way we spend money we realized at least i realized how much money i was very frivolous with like spending on decorations you know, going into Target, mindless shopping. And at that point, 
I was saving a lot more money as well because I wasn't doing that kind of mindless shopping anymore. And I was very intentional with my wardrobe, realizing all the sunken costs that I had. I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to make the same mistakes again. So we had drastically changed how we spent money too. And I feel like the way we spend money now is very similar on like our values. And I think that's the same. We align our values to how we spend money. And I feel like most of that is on really good food. (laughs) Yeah, quality food, quality clothing, like just the things that, you know, get us through day to day. You know, it's and it's not like we have excessive amounts of clothing. It's like we we buy what we need, but we also buy quality because we want it to last. We want it to promote good health and stuff like that. So we'll we'll dive into to the investing part of it. But, you know, let's talk a little bit about our current situation and the, you know, the landscape that we're in right now as far as just society and how that's impacting, you know, what we're doing. So fast forward, we we moved to Charlottesville, Virginia in 2021. So about a year after the podcast that we did on the financial fortune cookie. Um, it was fun in that episode, we were talking about the renovations that we were doing in our kitchen or that we were planning on doing our kitchen in the house. And we had planned to be on in that house for three to five years. Lo and behold, a year later, we are out of the state of Maryland and in Virginia. So along with that, you retired, you know, we've talked about this, you know, in, in previous episodes. So we went from two incomes to one income. We went from getting some rental income to no rental income. Um, and we went from not having, I was going to say, we made a lot of money off our house. We did. So that was right. a big factor also yeah. in like how everything pivoted. We Yeah, we sold at the right time yeah. and we bought at the right time in the markets, in our, in our respective markets. So we were able to really kind of maximize that. And um, we were very mindful when we moved into this house to not let that, that, um, profit we made off the house gets spent right away like we took a large chunk of that money and just put it off to the side and invested that and said hey you know we want to save this for the future Um, but then we were like saying we're not going to go overboard with this house we're not going to furnish it with new furniture um, complete new furniture we're not going to do all the crazy things and so we again we're very mindful about our spending and only spending on things that we absolutely needed for this house or things to just make the house our own. So, you know, the investing was, and we'll dive a little bit more into that as well. Um, but yeah, you know, with with one budget now, you know, we, we are one income now that we have, um, you're getting in a little bit of side hustle money. <laughs> you know, you've, you've had various nannying jobs and, and you've been doing some photo editing to, to bring in a little uh, walking around cash for you. Walking around cash. <laughs> So essentially that has forced us to be much more mindful with our budget as well. And some of the outside factors that are playing into that is inflation. We all know the price of goods have gone up. We know that the supply chain has not been great, which is causing also prices to rise or scarcity in in certain products. And, you know, we may or may not be in a recession. You know, we won't know that until probably later this year. But we we know that the stock market hasn't been doing well either. So a lot of these things have really 
forced us to kind of hone in and and in particular like there's four categories under budgeting that I, I want to kind of dive into is just you know bills groceries travel and eating out because I think those are the things that are the most impacted by our budget um, and bills obviously we've we've been doing the same bills and we we map out our monthly spend um, all the time you know we're we're constantly looking for ways to cut so some things that we've cut have been like YouTube TV because we did the whole TV experiment. Now we're not even doing that anymore. <laughs> we tend to borrow passwords from people for Netflix and stuff like that. But who doesn't that. do that? If you're not doing that, get on that. Shame find on a, you. Yeah, shame <laughs> on you. Find a friend. <laughs> find a friend. <laughs> but, you know, we've even, you know, when it comes to health insurance, we are like, there's a lot of stuff going on that. So we're not a in health insurance anymore. We're part of a crowd share when it comes to our health. And, that's allowed us to pay for dental directly rather than going through insurance. And it allows us to do direct primary care. So we're actually, we've adjusted money and, and have better taken health into our own hands because we've been able to do the things that just really allow us to maximize that while staying within a budget. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing that I would say that, that has changed is, has been groceries and eating out. And you and I, we love a good date night. We love going out and, and we've never really budgeted for date nights per se. Like it was there, like, you know, it fell within the budget, was in our excess part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but groceries have also gone up in, in price and so has eating out. And we've also been on this health journey. If you've been listening to us for the last, shoot, six months, you know, we, we talk about it pretty often. But yeah, we've we've actually are not eating out as much anymore and we're spending more money on groceries. Our grocery spend used to be probably what $800 a month, I want to say 8 or 900 dollars a month and this is for a family of 3. And now we're closer to like $1300 a month. Um, I think in January it was close to $1400 a month and we're not buying anything different. Like I would say that we, we are definitely buying more meat, but we've also cut out like vegetables and, and fruits and stuff like that. So it's, we still buy fruits and we some still vegetables. do. Don't yeah. speak from your point of view. I'm saying we've cut down on <laughs> them. Just, I didn't say we got we, rid of them. You said we cut, cut well, vegetables we, out. We, we, we'll, we'll listen to the tape. I probably said we've cut it out completely. I have, but <laughs> inflation is definitely taking a toll on, yeah. on, on just food and stuff like that. So it, it's, we've really, you know, we've hunkered down and we're happy to say that, you know, we put everything on a credit card, but we pay it off every month. And it's because we're tracking everything that we're doing. I've, I'm even tracking like our dining out now, which I've never done before. And I'm tracking our home energy costs. So I'm tracking our electric bill. I'm tracking our gas bill as well as our water bill. Like these are things that I just never did before. And what changed? What changed was moving down here and going from a place where we always knew what kind of like our energy costs were. You know, mm. we, we were electric and water and yeah. our water was county water and our bill was always 174 a quarter. Like that didn't change at all. We knew that in the winter time and in the summertime, our electric bill would be higher and in the spring and the fall it would be lower. Like it's, we had those peaks and valleys. So what really sparked the change on, on tracking that was just 
I wanted to understand what it would be because we've never had uh, mm. propane before as as a as a source of energy. We never had private water before, which we came to find out is ridiculously expensive. <laughs> so I, I wanted to track it out, and I've tracked it over now the course of almost two years. So I've got my averages now on that. So now I can appropriately mm, budget for such a those smart things. Thing to do. Yeah. So that and that's what I you know, and it's real easy. It's three bills that I have to keep track. Put it in a spreadsheet. I've got my January through December. I put them in there, and then just average it out at the end of the year. So that way I know what I need to average and pull out. You know, because I I do all these bill transfers and stuff like that just to make sure I have the money in the right account so that I'm not overspending in my checking account. So I do all this crazy stuff, but it's actually helped us budget better to know that, hey, this is what our home energy costs are. This is what our going out is. is. So yeah, a lot of that stuff has been, um, we've, we're tracking it better than that, what we were three years ago. And that's such that's such a great way not to be on autopilot with your bills and like how you spend money. It, you know, I feel like it can be really easy just to be like, all right, I'm just going to pay this bill and pay that bill and, you know, do the thing. But the fact that you're tracking it, you can compare and contrast like, okay, what was our spending like last year or even like last month? And just that helps you make even more intentional changes to like, all right, what do we spend less on? What do we have more money we can spend on? And to really align it to like what you want in your life. I think Mm -hmm. that that's some good time and energy spent on your Excel spreadsheet. Now. Yeah, yeah. And then we also track groceries, as I mentioned. So we talked uh, home energy costs. We were talking about date nights. But we have, I think, five main sources of getting food. One is a local farm where we get all of our meats. So I track that just to see what we're spending there. We're part of a cow share where we get raw milk. So we track that spending. We have a little convenience store called local eats near us and you know that's where we kind of get all of our eggs because eggs are actually under six bucks there whereas if you're going to the grocery store you're looking at you know 10 11 so we get a lot of local stuff from there we also have a butcher in charlottesville so we, we track that and then you order a lot of stuff from thrive market Mm-hmm. So we track that and then we just have the general grocery store. So I guess it is six sources that I'm, I'm tracking there. Yeah, it didn't yeah. seem like that much, but yeah, yeah I guess. But so. I want to break it down in each mm-hmm. one of those just so that I can we can see where our money's going. And do we buy our eggs all the time from local eats? No, because they might not have eggs certain times because, you know, they're cheap eggs. Yeah. So we may have to buy them from the grocery store. But at least this at least gives us a great idea of where our money is going. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then travel. Travel's an easy thing to budget. You know, I we put money away every month for that. And then anytime there's, like, we've gotten um, escrow checks back from, from mortgage or bonuses from work or anything like that, that'll all go into our vacation fund. So, like, I, I put, like, $300 a month into vacation already. And... Whenever there's any extra income that comes in, we value traveling. So that's the account it goes in. Yeah. So. And it's, it's nice that we have these conversations about like what we want in our life. So it makes it really easy on like, oh, we have extra money. Well, it's definitely going to go towards A, B, and C because this yep. is what we do. So it kind of simplifies that. Man, just value lined spending. That's just, it's just, it just makes everything streamlined. I feel like when you know what you value, it's like, yeah, there's no question about it. 
Yeah. And I feel like it makes it easy just to say no to everything else that comes your way that you're like, yeah, we don't value that. Sorry. You know what I mean? Just saying no to things that, so you don't feel guilty or, you know, I don't know, weird about, I don't know, just, (laughs) you know, just the fact that it makes saying no easier Yeah. to shit getting in the way. Exactly. And that's what it's all about is, is making decisions a lot easier. Yeah. Spend money on what matters to you and then let the rest go. Exactly. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. Anything on budgeting before we dive into investing, Jilly? Um, no, you are like the guru with budgeting. I like to think that I'm by your side doing this together with you, but I am not. I show you. I know you do. You show <laughs> me because you like geek out and get really excited. But I just want to make sure that our listeners know Nick is the one who is with the computer punching in the numbers and you can just see his eyes lighting up because he gets super excited about this stuff. Um, so I am just grateful that you enjoy this. And if at one time you didn't, I would have to learn to, because I think this is an important skill mm-hmm. to know and to continue to do. And I also, I want to get excited about it as well. So that way Lucille sees that I'm not faking it <laughs> when it's her turn to like, see what we do with our money and like how we live our life you know, with less stress and with ease and with more joy and we're able to spend money on things we love. So I think this is important for me to get more involved with. So that way Lucille will become a part of it and get excited about it too. Yeah, definitely want it to become part of her everyday life. Like that is, I just think is such a, it's a skill that a lot of people just need to have and, 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 you know, well, everybody should have that skill, but you know, Financial literacy will be modeled, taught, and praised in this house for sure. Absolutely. All right. So before we dive into investing, just want you all to know we're not giving any advice here. We're not financial advisors. (laughs) This is just what's working for us and what we're doing. So we talked a little bit about what we were investing in in 2020 when we had dual incomes and and invest, um, not investment income, but uh, rental income coming in. So obviously we're we're down to one income now and you know you've been saving ever since you were you started teaching you know and you have pension and all that stuff and that's all been rolled over and that that's earning some some good in, well not right now it's not earning good uh, damn stock market yeah I know damn stock market <laughs> but in the long run it will like we're yeah. you know we're confident you know this isn't a short term investment we you know stocks have their their ups and downs and and you know the the gains tend to outweigh the losses but we've had to make some adjustments to what we were investing in as far as retirement goes. And, you know, one of the things that went out really, well, the, I guess the two things that went out is number one is we stopped investing in the municipal bonds, which again, was just more of a short term savings anyway. And we were going to use that for if we ever needed a new car or a rainy day kind of thing, um, you know, we would use that money for that. So we haven't been investing in that. And that's just kind of been sitting there losing money. Um, due to the economy right now. <laughs> the other thing that we stopped investing in were the was the whole life insurance. Now, I, I have the regular term insurance. If anything were ever to happen to me, I want to make sure you and Lucille are taken care of. I think that is highly important that everyone has term life insurance. It just really, it helps out in case, God forbid, something, you know, happens. So that wasn't a loss like not having the whole life insurance. Um, and then you stopped investing in your Roth IRA. So really the only thing in retirement wise that I'm investing in right now is the Roth IRA. 
but I plan to contribute more in other ways, um, perhaps even through my employer's 401k because there is some matching there. So yeah. um, definitely looking into to that. I, I love the Roth IRA because it's it's after tax right now, and so you won't get taxed on it when you uh, retire. One of the cool things that our financial advisor did, he's like, you know, I'm trying to make sure that you're in things that are not taxed when you're retired so that you can enjoy the actual money that you have. So like, that's where we've kind of been putting our money, but you know, with 401ks and traditional IRAs, which we have some, some monies in that, that were rollovers from other things, you know, those will be taxed. So you can't safeguard everything from uncle Sam, but you can certainly try. (laughs) But yeah, you know, we're going to continue to adjust on that as, as, you know, income changes. If you were ever to go back to work, you know, we can then go back and start investing more into that. But we do try to balance it out so that, you know, we're investing for our future, but also at the same time, we're investing in today. Yeah. It's important to live for the now. That's right. You know, we'll have something for then, you know, a little something, something, but we're really focused on the now as well. That's right. It's a fun balancing act, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So another thing that we've been investing in, obviously we're in a new house. And so there were certain things that we wanted to do in order to make this a place that we want to stay and be at. And, you know, a lot of it on the interior has not been much. It's just some some decor here and there. I think we bought two chairs when we moved into the house. We bought a grill. And I'd say the biggest thing we've invested in has been the patio. Mm-hmm. And it's because we love being outdoors. We love cooking. We love having meals at home. And we'll do a little bit more investing on just the space around it, you know, some some landscaping and some lights and stuff like that so that we can actually sit outside and, and enjoy it, you know, late into the evening. Um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, I mean, anything else with the home that we're really looking to do? I mean, we do some small things here and there just to, to make it our own, like changing cabinet knobs yeah there's some other investments i don't know if they're part of the house per se it was more like part of fun and play for me an investment for me the e-bike yes yeah that was an investment and it's been amazing just makes us want to get outside it brings me so much joy that i can do it with lucille and feel safe and not that i'm gonna run out of energy and not make it up a hill because god knows there are tons of hills here in this area and then also um my apple laptop we invent um we invested that's gonna in that. come in handy yeah uh for Very photo soon. editing and that was a it's a bit run a really fun side venture um been helping my friend edit photos and you definitely need the apple computer because it's just that's what a lot of photographers use and it's been amazing already just to have that tool that i know will be open-ended tool for a lot of other things in our life so I feel like no matter what we invest in and spend our money on, it's it's a lot of slow decisions. We're not hasty. We're mm-hmm. not impulsive. I mean, even though I would love to like quickly, like I want an e-bike and we buy it now, but I, we'd have a lot of conversations about it, like about its purpose, how long yeah. we see ourselves with it. And I think that's important as well. Um, and I had this reflection also that, you know, we talked about in our last episode about intimacy being like part of the holistic view of our well-being. And I think finances are definitely a part of the holistic well-being as well, even though it doesn't seem that romantic to talk about and think about. But I think money affects your mood. It affects your temperament. Yeah. It affects your energy and how you even view money can affect your energy and what you bring into the world. Like that abundance mindset. And we've talked about mindset too, about just, you know, 
the opposite of scarcity in a way, just, I don't know, embodying that, educating yourself in that and feeling empowered that you have that knowledge, you know, to, to make changes and pivot based on your financial situation. I think it's really, really important to, like I said, your all, your all, your overall well-being in the world. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, financial is, is tied into a lot of things and it's actually like a pillar of well-being is, is your financial well-being. So mm. it is definitely, it, it impacts so much. So that's why it's, it's, it's important to understand what's coming in, what's going out, how you can pay down debt as, as quickly as possible. Like that, those are such big things. And, and, you know, I, I, in my twenties, the way I am right now is because in my twenties, I did not budget. I did not save or anything like that. I was pretty damn close to having declared bankruptcy. And, and luckily my parents allowed me to stay with them for a couple of years to get myself back on track. But I mean, that was a lesson learned. Like I could have gone back and, and just done the same shit that I was doing before, but I was like, I don't ever, ever want to be in that situation again. And which is why, you know, I'm doing this stuff. That's why I paid off my student loans, which is why I, you know, bought a very cheap house for my first house and ended up turning that around. And we were able to buy out um, your mom and, and, you know, live in your house and then turn that around and, and, you know, sell that for a nice profit. But, you know, ultimately it's been more about being very disciplined when it comes to, to budgeting, keeping a car for 10 years and not buying a new car every five years or when, you know, you're finished paying it off. Um, just being mindful of where your money's going and then making adjustments. If you're not using a certain thing, then getting rid of a service or whatnot, but also being mindful of like what we're investing in. And we talked a little bit at the top of the podcast, Lucille and wanting to do ballet ever since you, we knew you were pregnant. I've been saving $25, just $25 a paycheck into a, what they call a club account, but it's a, it's a savings account for Lucille just for stuff like that. And, and right now, like, you know, she's almost five years old. So I've probably been saving a little over five years. I mean, there's over $3,500 in that account. Yeah, just, just just for saving 25 bucks, you know, so yeah. ballet, if she wants to do it, I mean, it's not even, it's not even a question. Like, it's mm-hmm. like here, yeah, we, we have that. Or we do these forest class with her, which is at a, what is not a Montessori school or Waldorf school. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, yeah, no question. Here we go. Let's, let's, you know, let's invest in those kinds of things. So it's just like the small things, like it, it doesn't take mm-hmm. a lot to, build a lot of money. So $25 a, a, a paycheck is, is not a lot to, to put aside, but then it's the same thing for investing in retirement and stuff like that. You know, um, essentially a, a Roth, you can contribute, I think up to $6,500 now this year, but essentially if it was just $6,000, it's $500 a month. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just prioritizing, um, you know, not overwhelming yourself with debt, investing in the things that, bring value to you like for us we're, we're getting ready to burn all of our polyester <laughs> and and buy all cotton and linen um, yeah. natural fiber stuff because we've been reading about that we are we are straight hippies over here guys uh, i wouldn't say hippies but we're definitely on that path we're yeah we're on that path we don't there. have a yurt or <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it is funny we we have and i think that's something like i think you're always going to have sunken costs when you have transitions or evolutions of like learning and growing like there's a bag right now in my closet of a lot of things that are like mostly polyester and i'm just like this is okay 
and it feels good to like strip my closet down bare and just like see the essentials and you know, finding companies like Pact. Um, I just got some amazing things from them and I'm just like, oh my God, this this, this 100% cotton feels amazing, like the the style. So it is exciting to, to find really good quality companies out there that align with our values and to like invest in them. And, you know, um, and that's another way you can make money is just by like selling old clothes yeah. or like on Facebook Marketplace. Like Nick, you've sold some really good, not clothes, but some really great things that we've owned and you've made money off of those. But I know there like there's so many apps out there to sell used clothing or to go to consignment shops. I feel like I'm, I'm definitely just... going to consignment with some of the stuff I'm getting some of my polyester and pass <laughs> it along to y'all. I feel like I'm just so lazy when it comes to like selling clothes. I probably could get some good money for it, but it's like one of those things where I'm like, meh, I don't know. But yeah. I think if it's I really only a need couple to... of things. Like for yeah. the most part, like I've got some some really nice yogurts that I wanna <laughs> That I can probably take to the consignment shop and a couple of other just things. But most, for the most part, it's going to Goodwill. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that is kind of a wrap that I have on investing. Jill, anything else you wanted to add to that? No. No. We covered a lot here. This has been one of our longer episodes. And usually our financial episodes are longer episodes because there's just always so much to talk about. I'm sure we didn't even scratch the surface today. But if you have any questions about budgeting... Please hit me up on the Instagram. I'm happy to talk about these things. I love talking about these things. I can share the kind of spreadsheets that I'm using to track um, your grocery bill, your date nights, or, or just entertainment spend, home energy costs. I know how to make graphs and it makes it look really cool and visualize it if you're a visual person. So I'm always happy to have that conversation um, at Nick Simplified on Instagram or on Twitter. If I was listening, I'd be like, Nick, send me your shit because I don't know how to do this stuff. (laughs) Real easy. You Um, put in, just plug in the numbers and then your formulas just like do everything. I think it's... I'm happy to to help, happy to talk. Again, I'm not a financial advisor or an investment advisor, but I can help you budget. That's that's stuff that I can help with. I like that. Yeah. All right, Jilly, why don't we dive into some resources? So I found somebody on Instagram... And she's called Debt Free Mom. And I was really intrigued. She had a post that was, um, that said, reduce your monthly bills without changing your lifestyle. And I was like really intrigued. So I found a blog post. I'd be intrigued. I found a blog post that she wrote. And I thought maybe even I want to like dive into this with you and to explore it because I thought it was like something like micro changes you can do to like, you know, well, let's start to dive. So I'll just read what she has. Want to reduce your monthly bills without changing your lifestyle? The definition of making money is, quote unquote, anything we do to increase the gap between our income and expenses. Are you needing more breathing room in your budget, but overwhelmed by the idea of taking on more work to increase income? Decreasing the expenses you already have has exactly exactly the same effect on your finances as increasing income. When I was a new stay-at-home mom and starting this business, I'd like to say I'm one car payment away from not being a stay-at-home mom. It was the expenses I didn't have the open. It was the expenses I didn't have the open doors. Um, it was the expenses I didn't have that open doors. Sorry, <laughs> that open doors me in the same way, if not more than the income her husband was bringing in. Kyle, so take heart and take action. Maybe picking up a side job isn't in your near future, but diligently gathering quotes for the repeating expenses you already have, such as insurance, 
cell phone, cable, vet, dentist, eye doctor, and a whole lot more. So she was talking about how two of the most highest bills or that they're usually higher than they need to be is your car insurance and your cell Mm. phone bill. And she said, do some shopping and like shop around and get different quotes because she's like, I'm telling you, if you can save like $20 a month, like that adds up. Like you were saying, $25 a paycheck. Yeah. So it really intrigued me to like go down and like check out our insurance, our cell phones, cable. Like we've just done the doctor one. So I feel like we're pretty secure in that for now. Oh yeah. But it really makes me want to look twice at like the things that are on autopilot. You know, the things that we're like, oh, we've had it for this many years. I don't have to think about it. But I'm like... Hmm. What if we could save some more money and still get really good quality service or product? I'm digging your moves. I'm down to do that. I'm down to check out. And I know I've called our auto insurance person a lot, but it doesn't hurt to get other quotes. Um, and then cell phone, I know we negotiated a little bit on that one, but again, never hurts to get a, a T-Mobile quote. <laughs> yeah, I just, she made me think twice about like the little ways you can save money basically in what you're already spending instead of yeah you're like i don't want another job i don't want another side hustle i have no energy or time for that right it's like well just look at what you're already spending and i think one good thing like we talked about cable well we cut out youtube tv yep which was pretty good chunk of money 65 a month yeah yeah what do we put that money towards now anything 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 we value right actually let's just say we gym membership ah the sauna yeah still still 14 dollars out on top (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i thought that would just be a fun exercise to do and just kind of like revisit some things i love it let's do it all right all right how about that quote of the day there jilly the quote of the day is give yourself permission to evolve and make choices that work best for your financial situation beautiful and your take action challenges start budgeting <laughs> just evaluate <laughs> your your finances mm. and if you don't like where you're at we've got some tools available to help you out yeah mix it up change it that's nothing right. changes if nothing changes you know that's right all right folks well we covered a lot here today and that's going to do it for this episode remember We've only got six more episodes left. We're stopping at episode 200. So we hope you will join us for the next six episodes. But if you like this episode, if you can do us a favor and help us spread the message, we would really appreciate that. You can do that by writing a review on Apple or Spotify or simply by sharing this episode with a friend. And remember, share, <laughs> remember Sharing sparks a conversation, conversation leads to action, and actions how we're able to live a happy and intentional as hell lifestyle. Got a little tongue twisted there. <laughs> we want to thank you all for listening, and we will see you again next week. See y'all later.